What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want to learn all about the latest and greatest strategies to helping you grow your app downloads and your revenue. And today, we're going to talk all about the best practices that you need to have in place. These are the fundamentals, the building blocks that you need to have in place to monetize, to better monetize your app. Today, I've got a phenomenal guest where we're going to be going back and forth and sharing some content. His name is Tom Hammond, and he is the CEO and co-founder at ThermReach. ThermReach allows you to add rewarder surveys easily into your app and will allow you to double your revenue just like that. We've seen it with some of the people that have started using ThermReach in our audience, and it's going to prove well for you as well. Tom, welcome. Welcome, Steve. I'm glad to be here. Always fun to do these videos with you, and I'm super excited to, to uh, just dive right into things. Yeah, just so you guys know, we're going to have a lot of examples too. So it's just going to be us talking, but we're going to give you a lot of examples of games that are doing very well in this space and are using some of the practices that we're about to share. So the first one, Tom, and this is the one that I love. And you brought this up in your Monetization Minute podcast that you guys can find on Theorem Reach, but you talk about psychological triggers. I think about player psychology a lot um, when it comes to monetization, retention, pretty much everything, because... Ultimately, uh, games uh, and apps, like they have a purpose, right? Um, for games, it's to entertain people. Um, and so as humans, we are social beings, we engage in certain ways. Um, so uh, there's a number of different principles out there. Um, a couple books that I recommend everyone read and check out. One is uh, Influenced by Robert D. Cialdini, I think. And the other one is Thinking Fast and Slow by uh, Kahneman, I don't remember the first name. Um, anyway, uh, fantastic books that kind of outline how does the mind actually work? Uh, because it's different than you would expect. And there's lots of different ways that you can kind of get tripped up and you can use these different mechanisms for good or for bad. I recommend you, you use them for good. Um, but one of them is the theory of reciprocation. Um, so as social beings, if I do something nice for my neighbor or for Steve, I kind of go out of my way. Maybe I, uh, you know, send him a gift or uh, pick up his lunch when we're out, uh, grab a coffee. You know, that, that's kind of nice for me to do to you. Um, behind the scenes, though, you, you probably feel a little bit of an obligation to like, you know, do something back for me there. Um, and, and that's really the, the theory of reciprocation. Um, and so, you know, practicing that in gaming, when you are generous with your players, they're much more likely to be generous with you. So, you know, here's a little example here. So you get this daily treat, and I think this is a uh, Slotomania. So you get this daily treat um, and you collect it and that's, you know, all well and good. And, you know, right after you collect it, you might get hit with a little offer screen here. Um, now, as a player who just got a free gift, I'm feeling really, you know, thankful that they, you know, took the time and gave that to me. And I'm actually more likely and I'm more inclined to give back to the game by actually purchasing here. Um, so that's kind of the theory of reciprocation. Um, the more generous you are, the more likely people are to be generous back to you. Um, obviously, there are certain things in play there. You still need to test and stuff, but that's the general principle. So I encourage folks to think about are there ways that you can do reciprocation? Reciprocation can also be really powerful uh, within social mechanics. So like Clash of Clans and Clash Royale, 
they rely on each other for getting extra cards or like troops to win clan wars or to participate in clan wars or other events so that everyone can get a reward. And if you're not pulling your part while all these other people are giving stuff, you inherently kind of feel that guilt of, you know, not logging into Clash of Clans and doing that thing. And it can add a lot of uh, long-term retention value because you've got that social responsibility, those feelings of reciprocation towards your guild members. Um, another one that I uh, often talk about and think about is the idea of reference points. So this offer is actually a great one here too. So the reference point here is, oh, this offer should cost $50, but it only costs $3 now. So, you know, oftentimes when you're shopping at the store and you see something that is maybe $50 at first and it's marked down to $3, even if you didn't necessarily need that, you're much more inclined to think about buying it because you're getting so much value add. Uh, you say, oh, this is actually worth $50. Like that makes it more valuable to me than if I just saw the $3 price tag. Uh, because if I saw this and I saw, oh, it, it's just a $3, you know, cost, I am, you know, going to value that as $3. But if I see this and I see that it's a $50 cost, but it only costs me $3, that's a ton of value that you're getting there. Um, so those are two psychological principles that I encourage you to think about. Um, and, you know, think about real world examples as well. And then think about how you can apply those to your games, because uh, you're going to get a lot of value add back from them. What I loved about that example, too, is that it did feel like it was like it could be worth $50, right? Because it's 1.8 million coins, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, isn't much to a developer, but from a value perspective, it's there. And one of the things that I talk about too, from a monetization standpoint is urgency. You know, I think it's in that book by Robert Ciadini about influence, but yeah. adding urgency. And you, as you can see from the top, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but at the top of that screenshot, it had an hour countdown right and so you can see it there that it's like okay here's a great offer but you better decide soon because there's a fomo element too that you might miss out on this 1.8 million dollar coins if you don't buy now yeah and i've actually seen other games like uh coin master and other ones where like there'll be like seven or eight minute offers so like you you've got to be like yeah. on the ball otherwise it's going to be gone all right number two in which you've talked about this and we're going to use the same slot Omania example is the cadence of your offers. Yeah. So I think a lot of people design for, you know, a, a one-time purchase flow or like they, they set up one offer or one event or one thing for everyone to get, um, which in the scheme of things doesn't really work because every person, every player is different. Like even if they're in the same cohort or the same segment, they might behave a little bit differently. They might respond to certain offers a little bit differently and stuff. Um, and so usually when I think about, you know, let's say I want to do a Labor Day special event, like there's a certain cadence to how things should go. Um, and if I can get you to spend money here, well, then maybe I can get you to spend even more money here. But if you don't spend money here, then maybe there's something else I need to do here. So there's kind of like a different flow to how things should you know, work out. So, um, using that example again, you know, this was the first offer that I got as a user. Um, I eventually ended up just closing out of it. Um, so then I played the game a little bit more. Oh, they, you know, hit me with like a free pack of, uh, cards. Um, oh. they even encouraged me to brag about it to my friends. <laughs> um, 
played a little bit more. Oh, I got hit with a big win. Like I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. So all this, I'm, I'm getting this like dopamine hits and then, um, continued on a few more little like things, but then I got hit with this one and you'll notice that the, the timer is actually just down two minutes. Like it's, it's basically the same offer, but instead of 1.8 million coins, now it's 2.25. Um, so basically I'm just getting offered even more coins for where I am, you know, just trying to get me to convert, you know, maybe that 1.8 wasn't quite the right value. So we're going to kick them down to the next slide and and hit them here. And I'm pretty sure that had I purchased, there would have been another offer, but it would have been something a little bit different, maybe a higher price, higher value, you know, something like that, just to see like, okay, where can we, you know, fit this guy into our offer cadence. And I think a lot of people don't really think about that, uh, when designing, an event to live ops, but having the right offer cadence and mm-hmm. hitting them at the right points in time uh, is going to definitely up your, you know, overall conversion rates and value and stuff. Um, and sometimes, especially for like new players, like maybe you hit them with an offer three minutes into the game and they're not quite convinced that like I'm going to stick around. But by the time they get to like minute eight, they've completed their 20th mission or something. Um, oh, now they're they're having a lot of fun with this game. You hit them with another offer and it's even more valuable, they might purchase that because, yeah, I've decided I'm going to play this game for a while. Um, So having the right cadence, super important. I mean, if you kind of, I always translate to the online marketing world and you think about an email drip campaign and each sequence is building up anticipation for that eventual. And like (laughs) the example you showed was like, hey, win, 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 and then offer. And then I think too many times we try to be like, want to buy, want to buy, want to buy, want to buy. And then we just need to think through like, what's the general strategy. I even went through this myself. Cause I was like, well, let's just get them to buy right away. Like make the offer. Right. But instead it is this whole, like give them reasons, 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 build it up, build it up. So that when they eventually, when you eventually hit them with the offer, they're more likely to buy too. Exactly. All right. Next one, and this is one that we've seen, and we've got a lot of examples for this, is the daily bonus. And I'm kind of doubling this, this up with daily bonus to drive retention, but also allow people that even, even if you give daily bonuses or there's a reward after finishing a level, let them t- let them double it up too. And whether it's video ads, whether it's rewarded videos, allow people to double up every daily bonus. It's going to bring people back. And then as they get more, they're actually going to spend more within your app too. Definitely. So the first one I want to share, Tom, and I actually just did a video about Subway Surfers kind of analyzing the game because it's been in the top charts for so many years. It's uh, Wikipedia says that it's the most downloaded game of all time, <laughs> like 3 billion downloads already. But one of the things they do really well, and you see Crossy Road do this too, is there's this double up bonus, right? So I can watch this thing, this video ad on here, and I'll kind of get out of it. But that i like that they were just so oh man i can't just escape <laughs> they i love that they were just so up front and center on the home page allowing you to double up at the very top right like watch an ad right and then pause that so here's another example where after i died do i want to continue i can watch an ad through that and then here's a little bonus that i got after finishing a level i could I got a thousand coins and I could double up by watching a quick little video ad. So 
these little bonuses allowing me to get that feeling that dopamine hit like you talked about tom and then allowing me to double up because it's a natural progression natural pause for me to then say yeah i'll watch a video i want to take a quick break anyways well and i think going back to the psychological approach here too um something that uh you don't really think about but as a player I just went through that level. Essentially, I earned those a thousand coins. I had to work for it. Like I had to, you know, do really well on that level, do all this stuff to get those a thousand coins. So I kind of view them as mine. Like that was my effort. That was my work. Um, and so now the fact that I can double them for not really that much extra effort, like just yeah. a little bit more for watching an ad. Um, yeah, I'm much more likely to do so. Um, here's another one where maybe you're giving away more valuable content than just those like coins. Um, so this is in Merge Dragons. Um, so you have to beat a, a challenge here and challenges are pretty hard, uh, but you get this, uh, you know, rock dragon whelp. Um, I'm obviously early in the game for people that do play. Um, but instead of just watching a video to double this because it you know, dragons are pretty valuable. I can double my rewards by spending gems. And so that's a way that you can kind of even add in-app purchase monetization to it too, especially as you're giving away very valuable characters or valuable content, you can just kind of scale that up with the currency that you're giving away. Um, and as long as you're making it easy for them to stock up on that, purchase it, uh, earn it through surveys, whatnot, um, <clears throat> you know, they're gonna have the coins and they're gonna double it because they just went through all that work accruing this and now there's one little step to doubling all the value that they just added, you know, get back. So it's a, a great way to do that. Um, I think it's a super powerful way to monetize those like daily reward streaks. So a lot of games will have like every seven days you get like a big prize, but you have to sign in and collect yeah. it every single day. Um, so going along there, you can have a little, you know, double today's reward for watching a video. Um, so that is a, a fantastic way to do that. Um, and as long as you monitor your economy and have it set up right, like players are going to be even more apt to log in and try to double their reward. Because once you get to, you know, day five, day 30, whatnot, you get so much value. You'd be crazy not to. Yeah. I kind of have this example up right now with fun run three, where they did exactly what you talked about, Tom, they had, so I could see the hundred, I get a hundred for the daily reward today, but 150 tomorrow, 200 and just seeing them makes me want to come back. And obviously I can double up by watching a quick little video and just like subway surfers, they also have these star economy and I can watch a video to double up my stars as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. Anything else on that? No, I think that's, that's about it. Yeah. Well, the next thing we have on our list, this is number four, is monetizing off of impatience. So, you know, the Clash of Clan model where you're building up an army, you're building up these the trees. I don't play Clash of Clans, but you're building up a castle and you'd have to wait. Yeah, you have to wait a couple of days before the castle can be in play. But you can also spend some currency within the app to then speed it up a little bit. And I've seen other apps do this well, but that's where you try to think about just making the person wait, monetizing off their impatience. And that's worked great for a lot of these bigger app companies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I actually uh, have started playing Clash of Clans again. I've been playing around with their, you know, battle pass and stuff. Um, I think some interesting things in there, um, and there is a video that their design lead put out uh, that we can find a link to. Um, that I recommend everyone check out um, as they kind of came in and 
one of the things that they ended up creating was uh, these magic items. And so uh, magic items uh, will basically do different things. Like I can use a, uh, you know, rune of gold to completely fill all of my gold stuff uh, where like normally it would take me hours and hours, many, many different attacks or like waiting all this time to do my gold collectors and different things like that. Um, but if I have a rune of gold, I can just fill it instantly. Um, there's also different items that will let you like instantly build a building. Um, wow. You know, whereas like other buildings like, you know, on here, like I have to wait three and a half days for this yeah. one to be fully completed. And if I want to, you know, finish it now, I can do so for 599 gems, which is, I don't even know how much it is. Uh, I would have to spend like $10 to upgrade that single building. Wow. Um, and so, you know, maybe early on, people are more likely to spend money in the game, but as Clash of Clans keeps getting older and older, it's more and more inexpensive. Uh, but having these like magic items in there, you can now start to do different offers and stuff. And they don't really have much up in my current screen. Uh, but imagine there was an offer here that um, gave you like a rune of gold and a, a you know building book or something where it would just like instantly finish a building for you. Um, and then you flag that for, you know, $4.99 or something like that. People inherently see the value of that because they know how much time they can save by getting those two magic items. They're much more likely to fork over that money. Um, and because it's really not giving you that much progression for that $4.99 purchase, it's not going to break their economy or things like that. So um, monetizing off of impatience is, is definitely great. Um, but I think you can even take it further and start to add special little valuable things that you can do things like, um, you know, giving some of those away to players for free uh, because you're going to trigger that reciprocation. Also, it's a quality of life thing. They're going to enjoy that. Um, but then you can also sell them, um, which is pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, finally, you can have like a chess model, like here's Merge Dragons again, where, you know, you can pay 14 gems to open the chest now, or you can just kind of sit around and wait for it. So anytime you're making players wait, and you often need to incorporate those things in there because you don't want them just playing for, you know, a couple days and eating through all the content. So you have to have natural breaks in there to, you know, design the long-term engagement, um, but allow them to speed through those for a fee or a video or something wherever it makes sense um as long as you're monetizing it yeah and i think on that front i know <clears throat> old client of ours you know he said welcome packs or starter packs do phenomenally well this is the starter pack you can see there's a countdown this is on subway surfers there's a little countdown up at the top it's a one day offer 75 percent off and this allows people to like oh i'm enjoying this I can spend a little bit of money and then it's like the online marketing world where you have a look, I think they call it a tripwire, but you have a very little it's low expensive product that people pay mm -hmm. for like a $7 ebook. And then you try to upsell them on a, like a hundred dollar or thousand dollar type of product. But because they've paid a little bit, they're actually more likely to pay you even more. Like who are your best customers? Mm -hmm. Well, your old customers usually are the best <laughs> customers too. Right. Cool. Definitely. I wonder if there's another one that I wanted to show off. Oh yeah, the simplest one here. I'll show this one real quick. The while it loads, here, let's take that out. All right, here's another simple one. Obviously, you can just, especially for puzzle games, you can have the stamina. So the top right, you see 50 at the very top, 
and I could, as I continue play, I run out. And so I could either wait, watch a video to play one more game round, or I can pay some gems. And so I'm at full life right now, but as I play more and more, I generally just watch a couple of different videos so I can keep playing. And then I usually just stop. And so it's a great way to monetize off of that too. So that's the easiest way, just have some stamina currency that allows people to play for a little bit and then make some weight for the rest of the time. Yeah, I think it is super important to have multiple currencies whenever you can make sense, because if you only have one, it's very difficult to blend those different types of things in there. Um, so something to think about there too. So true. All right, the last thing we got is the first time user experience. Now I talked to the guys from Game Refinery and they actually have a, a catalog. So if you sign up for their service, they have a catalog of first time user experience from a bunch <laughs> of different games. I was like, really, that's that's cool. Joel, the CEO, he's like, yeah, that's what people love. And I was like, that's actually a great idea because it's so easy to produce, right? And then you just record yourself. <laughs> so as you're talking about the first time user experience, Tom, I'm gonna go through Merge Dragons because you said Merge Dragons is the one that you kind of point to. I'm gonna actually go through it. And then you, as you're talking, we'll, we'll be seeing what Ver Merge Dragon does too. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually just started playing Merge Dragons today as well. Um, it's been on my list of games to check out. I've heard so many you know, great things about it. Um, so first time user experience. So I think uh, part of what I loved about this is I'd been playing a few other games that had been kind of noting, hey, we're, I'm, I'm struggling to monetize or I'm struggling to retain or something. And uh, the first time user experience, I, got, I downloaded the game and I opened it up and they hit me with an ad right away. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> um, and I close out of it and I go to hit play and there's like another ad and I'm like two ads before I'm even like into the first time user experience. Like, <sighs> all right, I'll force myself to do this, but I would have uninstalled normally. Um, and then I like play through it all and I have to like pause for a second and I hit like the back button. There's another ad, but this time it's like a forced 30 second ad. And then like, I have, I have to go to the play screen again, and, like play it again. I, I ended up rage quitting from ads, force <laughs> myself to go back and like play it again. But um, Merge Dragons was so pleasant and it's not even like a forced guided tutorial, uh, which I kind of don't like either. Um, sometimes you have to do that, but they like restrict your buttons. And I'm like, what if I don't want to click that button and stuff? Mm -hmm. But Merge Dragons, like they have this little screen, they make it nearly impossible for you to mess up. Maybe it is impossible for you to mess up but they just like get you right into like dragging these things together. And it's like, oh, this is pretty easy. I can do this. And it's like, oh, but there's like a little bit more work and a little bit more complexity than like maybe I'd expect. So, okay, well, I'm like, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Um, so like you're making a flower here, doing another one. Um, oh, well, what, what do I do? Really nothing to do, but like drag them together. So, you know, there you go. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. Like you're progressing, it feels good. You get that dopamine hit. There's no ads, no monetization, nothing in sight. Um, I was reading an article by uh, uh, someone at Google that had done an analysis of game retention. Mm -hmm. And they said, the first 10 minutes of your player's experience is the biggest indicator of long-term retention than anything else, because you're gonna lose typically 50% of your players within the first five minutes. Um, wow. And it's like, it's this drastic curve. And if you look at uh, the top games, and if we can find a link to it, I'd love to share this with people. Yeah. Um, but if you can look at like top games, their retention for those first like five minutes, like it, it goes down, but like 
way faster on everything else. And as it tears out, and then you can look at those player cohorts to see like what does long-term retention look like and stuff. And then they end up staying so much longer, like players that made it to like minute seven or minute eight are much more likely to be retained on like day 180, day 30, et cetera. Um, so I, I think first-time user experience is just one of the most essential things that people should be thinking about and really just spending a lot of time designing on because if players went through all that work of downloading your game and you spent money acquiring them and they just like quit right away because they don't understand what to do, you're not guiding them, they don't feel like it's fun, they're not engaged, like... <laughs> You know, you, you just wasted all that money and all that potential because those players, they might have loved your game. But if you don't get them right into understanding what the core loop of your game is and how it's actually fun and engaging and encourages them to think or whatever you're doing, um, you know, it's just a wasted user that could have earned you hundreds of dollars potentially. Yeah. And I know interviewing people from Peak Games, the, the brain teaser, they also talked about like, the first seven days and how they were retargeting a lot of their users to get them back into the game. Cause they felt like, Hey, if I can get a person within that first seven day window, I know they're more likely to become a subscriber. So they, we, we, as app, like all app developers, there's a very short window. And so if you ruin it on the first time, like you're just not going to get them back. And so all that money that you've been spending online and kind of doing everything on those Facebook ads, they'd be testing all these things. You're just throwing money away. And so, it's in line with that seven day. I always feel like there's that window of time that we have to mm -hmm. do everything within a seven day window. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that I like to do is to talk about the analytics and looking at the different features in your core loop and to understand like what thing does all of my players that are retained do? Because probably that thing, whatever it is, is there's some like magic moment that like clicks in a user's brain. So like in Twitter, it seems to be the magic moment is once you have are following 30 people, like mm -hmm. that's the right amount of people where like you can open up Twitter and there's enough like new interesting stuff in there that like you're gonna be engaged and be a long-term user. But if you can figure out where your magic moment is and maybe it's getting into the core loop, maybe it's getting into a clan and doing a clan war, or maybe you know something else like that. But getting players into that experience as quickly as possible, um, they're much more likely to be retained. I think there's a game here called, it's by Zeptolab. Um, uh, yeah, King of Thieves. Um, so King of Thieves uh, was a very interesting. There's a number of like case studies out there on King of Thieves and their early numbers, their retention numbers, revenue, everything was just atrocious. Uh, most people probably would have just like killed the game. Um, but one thing that they noticed as they dug into the analytics was that there was a small cohort of people that were monetizing well and they were retaining well and they were engaging in the game well and they seemed to love the game. And so as they started to dig more into these people, they realized that these were the people that stumbled upon multiplayer, which wasn't incorporated in the first time user experience flow or any of that kind of stuff. Um, and so eventually they redesigned their first time user experience to feature and get people into the multiplayer because people like uh, stealing from each other. They like breaking into their castles and getting past their traps and stuff. Um, they like the challenge of facing somebody else. Um, and once they did that, their numbers like over doubled. It was like 
you look at their uh, case studies and it was crazy the success that they started to have with this thing. Um, and I think that just shows you the power of first time user experience coupled with that data-driven approach to figure out like, what is the magic moment? What is that magic thing? And it, how do I get that incorporated into my first time user experience so that you know those players actually do the thing that people are finding fun? They're much more likely to stay and ultimately you know spend money in the game. This has been great, Tom. Is there anything else that you think we should cover? Uh, no, I don't think so. Although one one last little thing, I don't think I showed this on first time user experience that I thought was super interesting. Um, in Marvel Contest of Champions, another game that I was checking out recently, after you complete the first time user experience, they're like tutorial, um, you also typically see a pretty big drop off on users because now you're no longer guided and they have to figure out like what to do. Mm -hmm. So what they do is as soon as you get that like reward for completing the tutorial, again, that dopamine hit, then they give you the option to uh, choose a chapter one completion reward. So basically you can pick which groups of heroes uh, do you want to work towards, which is really nice as a user. Like for me, when I'm playing a game, typically I'm trying to do something, um, whether it's like get experience or reputation or like acquire a hero or something like that. And the quest rewards and things that I'm getting might not necessarily align with where I want to be, but the fact that I can choose what the quest reward is, I'm much more likely to actually finish and complete it. Um, so then after you complete the chapter, um, it kind of looks like this, where they then let you pick the hero. Um, nice. which is super cool as a user. Like I feel so in control. And now that I've got the hero that I want, I actually want to keep playing the game because now I want to use them. Um, so it's like keeping me in the flow and in the game much more long or a much longer time, much more likely to engage with it and stuff. Uh, so some really great stuff in there. Um, and I also would say folks that, um, are listening that want to incorporate a flow kind of like that should definitely check out our new product called userwise.io um, that is launching because you can do this kind of thing in it with like basically zero code needed. Um, so you can test and add these different variations and, and strategies to see how can I really optimize my first time user experience and, and deliver a better uh, live ops flow to people. There it is, userwise.io. If you guys want to learn more, about Theorem Reach, go to theoremreach.com. Here's the website. Go check out Tom's right here. The minute, the monetization minute right here on there as well. And then if you want more advice like this from Tom and myself, go fill out this form. It's theoremreach.com slash roast my app. It is roast dash, but I'll link it out a lot. <laughs> type anything in. But essentially, you can submit your form, and then we'll, Tom and I will do a deep dive. Then we're going to be doing that every Friday, it looks like every month. And so definitely fill out that form and then we'll take a look at your game and kind of give you this feedback as we, you know, Tom, you gotta love our jobs, right? Like we we play games, we do, <laughs> we're doing stuff. My wife was like, what are you doing? We're watching like a basketball game. And I was like, I'm just doing work. She's like, you're playing a game. I'm like, yeah, this is work. I'm trying to do research for her, for a video. I, so, I know, I'm like, I, I, I gotta play games. It's like, oh, it's so much work. Um, it, it best job ever. Yeah, you know, I, I will say with Roast My App, you know, we're pretty open, we're pretty honest. Yeah. We wanna help you be successful. So if there are some hard things you need to hear, we wanna tell you those, but we also want to you know, congratulate everyone that has gotten to the point of launching an app because that is so hard. Nobody even you know, gets that far with it. So um, it, it's fantastic. And uh, usually getting to the point where 
you have an app and it's out there and people are using it at all is, is the hardest step. And then there are just small little minor tweaks that you can make um, that will just take you to the next level and make your app so much more successful. And those are the things we want to help you find and figure out and do. So true. And as developers and as entrepreneurs, we're just so shy about showing our stuff. We're, we're like, oh, no, it's going to have to be perfect. And it's getting real advice like this. You know, the big game developers, game publishers out there, they spend a lot of time in soft launch to get all their metrics right. And so if you're not that patient, you're not a big game developer, you don't have that time and money and resources to do that. Well, you get two experienced guys who've been in the space for some time looking at your app and giving you some feedback that we've seen in other apps and people we work with as well. So once again, it's theoremreach.com. Go check out the, the website if you want to add rewarded surveys into your app and help you make more, more money. And it's more money than you would get from a video ad, theoremreach.com. And then go fill out that form to get advice from Tom and I. But Tom, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. Thank you guys for watching. I'll see you on the next video.